Welcome to the Icon Church podcast. Icon Church is one church in five locations. Our vision is human flourishing. We pray that this podcast helps you to flourish in life. For any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Hey, welcome to Icon Church tonight. My name's Nathan. I'm one of the pastors here and so great that we get to be together. Tonight, you might be uh, tuning into the stream. You might have clicked on a link. Friend might have sent you a link for the very first time. We want to say welcome. Welcome home. This is a place where you can find home, you can find friends, and you can find family. And uh, there's a form that you can fill in. If this is your first time, fill in that form in means so we can keep you informed of what's happening, but also uh, send a gift to you. And we'd love to do that. The form, the host will put it in the chat, but also it's in the notes and you're able to click on that and fill that in. But I also want to say you might be tuning in and you might not believe, but I want to say this is a place where you can belong. And you'll find, as I've said, friends and family, people who care for you. And I really believe if you keep showing up, God will show up in your life. And uh, really believe that for your life. And that's what I'm hoping for us tonight, church, as I, I begin to speak, that God will speak to each and every one of us. And so that's what I'm believing for. And I want to speak from the subject, when will I be better? Maybe it's not a subject, maybe it's more of a question. When will I be better? When will I be better at something? I guess all, all of my life, I've always asked the question, when will I be a better footballer? Um, but maybe there are questions that you've asked. Uh, when will I be better? Let me read a verse to us, Hebrews 6 and verse 9. And I'm just going to read one verse, uh, but I'm going to highlight kind of all of Hebrews 6, really, in my uh, message tonight. But let me uh, read Hebrews 6 and verse 9. It says this, even though we speak like this, and I'll highlight what they were speaking like, dear friends... We are confident of better things in your case. Let me say that again. Dear friends, we are confident of better things. Why don't you put better things in the chat? Better things in your case. Things that accompany salvation. See, the writer of Hebrews has, he's writing to a group of people who are following Jesus in this moment, but they're tempted to go back to religion. They've known religion. Religion would be rules and laws and, you know, kind of this way of doing things and uh, all of these commandments. You've got to keep these rules and laws. And if you keep these rules and laws, then, you know, uh, God accepts you. But here, the writer of Hebrews, because they've started following Jesus, which is we don't earn our way to God. Jesus did all of that by dying on the cross for each and every one of us. And so it's a relationship. It's a journey. It's an outworking of this salvation. It's that actually there are better things that accompany salvation. And so the writer of Hebrews is saying, don't go back to that because this is what they're hoping, you know, thinking of going back to. You've started on this journey. It's like you've started at school. You started on this journey, the ABCs, the one, two, threes. Don't go back to religion. Don't go back to those moments. I don't know if, if like me, sometimes I'm really good at starting things. Anyone with me? Why don't you just let us know in the chat that, yeah, that's me. I'm good at starting things. I, you know, I can be great at starting things. But then it's the continuation you know, the writer of Hebrews talks about maturity, moving on to maturity, moving on in our faith. Uh, I don't know what lockdown quarantine has looked like for you, 
but, uh, you know, like starting things. Maybe you had a, a dream, a goal, uh, you know, even thought, you know, even in this period, I'm going to spend more time at home. I want to be better at something. Uh, we we started really well. We started, you know, intently on homeschool in Zion. And we had the chart that went up on the side of the fridge. And it's still up there today because it looks beautiful because Debbie uh, did it. And it's kind of like perfect. And Debbie uh, put it all together. Uh, but let me tell you, for two, maybe three weeks, I'm giving us a lot of credit there saying three weeks, we worked hard at trying to stick to this routine of homeschooling Zion. But let me tell you, over the last however many number of weeks, um, you know, uh, different media have entertained Zion, schooled Zion, all of that. And any parents with me on that, that, you know, it's kind of been a bit of a struggle. And I want to say kind of pressure off you if you're a parent, pressure off you. And I really believe that you're doing better than you think you are but it's easy for us to start things really well. And many times we can get to a a point in our journey, a point in our journey of wanting to be better, wanting to be better followers of Jesus, wanting to be better people in our lives. We can get to a point in our journey where it seems really hard. The writer of Hebrews here, you know, he's writing to a people who are being persecuted because they're following Jesus. They're being persecuted because they're, they're following after Jesus, not because of religion and rules and laws and the way they're living. No, it's more about they're following Jesus. They're following after Jesus, which is, you know, completely revolutionary. And they're being persecuted for their faith in Jesus. And, and many times, you know, in this moment, they've, they've kind of shrunk back into, you know, like just the, even just the basics. They're even thinking about shrink, going back to religion and law. And the right of Hebrews is encouraging them, no, there's better things ahead for you. You see, better is a perspective. What's better for you might not be the better for me. Uh, better is a perspective. We think people have it better than us. We think people have it better than us, but we only see their best. We only see the best. They're hiding the rest. We can look and we can look at the material things. They have, they might have a great car. They might have a great house. They, 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 they seem to have great degrees or whatever it might be, but their life, you know, we don't know what their life looks like in the background. Better is a perspective. And many times we can say things like, I thought I'd be better by now. I thought I'd have grown more by now. I thought I'd be doing better by now. But I want to say, you are. One, you're you're tuning into this stream. You're doing better than you think you are. You're doing better in life than you think you are. And, and, And so I want you to declare over your life that I'm doing better. Like if you want to declare that, if you need to declare that over your life today, why don't you put it in the chat? Why don't you say, I'm doing better because you are doing better than you think you are. Like right now I'm preaching to you and and so many times I can come away from preaching and uh, I can think I could have done that better. I could have done so much better. But then, I, you know, and, and that's not a bad thing in terms of I want to grow and I want to move forward. It's when the better stops, you know, like thinking I should have done better. It stops me from growing. It stops me from going forward. It stops me walking into God's purposes and God's plans. You see, I've come to realize about preaching that there's a huge gap between my knowledge and, and what, what, you know, what God wants to speak through me than God's knowledge. 
And so there's so much more for me to grow. There's so much more for me to move forward. But just like that, better is relative to purpose. Better is relative to purpose. Uh, over the last three or four years, uh, I've retaken up golf and I'm making a golf swing right now and play with uh, my dad. And we try and play it once a week, just nine holes, once a week, time allowing. And, and uh, we love to go out and play golf. But here's the thing as I'm competitive and I want to be better at things. And so golf, you know, like I start playing and I'm doing all right. But then I get on YouTube and I'm watching golf videos on YouTube, how to improve my swing because I'm not, I'm not going to pay for coaching lessons. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not that, you know, that into it. Um, maybe I will when I stop playing football. Maybe I'll get into it a little bit more. But, but like, you know, I'm watching golfing lessons. I'm watching, uh, you know, these people tell me how to grip the golf club. And, and I'm watching this video, I'm thinking I'm gripping it completely wrong and I've got to change my grip. And then I go out on the golf course and it's like I'm spraying the golf ball here, there and everywhere. But the thing is, is better is relative to purpose. If I want to improve, I've got to improve different aspects of my game. It's like running. Recently, I've uh, taken up running and this week I, I've not been able to run because I've got an injury, a back injury. Uh, and this is all, I've got this back injury because last Saturday I tried to run the quickest uh, I'd run and uh, just twinged my back doing it uh, and wasn't ready to run at the pace that I wanted to go at. But that's my competitive, but that's been better. And here's why I went for that because I'm thinking I should be better by now. I should be quicker by now. Uh, you know, it can happen in all areas of our life. We can think we should be better. We think we should be moving forward. And many times we can face, just like these people are facing persecution, we can face painful moments, moments of pain, moments of struggle, moments of hardship, moments that actually can stop us moving forward into all that God has got for us stop us moving forward into the better that God has got for us, into the better things that God has got for us. We can do that because of painful moments. We can do that because of struggles. We can do that because of hardships. We can do that because we're facing things. But I want to say God's got better for you. And I really believe today that God is doing more in the background than you can see in the foreground. And so today, you, today, I want you to believe there are better things that you're doing better because out, sometimes out of the most painful moments, you know, those pe most painful moments, sometimes those most painful moments will be the most purposeful moments in your life. They will grow you the most. James writes it like this, that actually through our trials and through our hardships, that we will develop perseverance. Perseverance to persevere in this Christian life, to persevere into all that God has got for us. So don't let those moments, don't let those moments take you away from God's better. But sometimes, you know, like I said, better is relative and better is a perspective. For many of us, that better, you know, is not always higher. It's not always higher. Maybe better for you, it's a deeper relationship. Maybe actually we have to realize that better is not just a feeling, but it's a foundation that we're building. It's a foundation that we're building. Maybe we realize that better is not just what God's doing for me, but actually what God's doing through me. 
We've got a like a vision statement for this year as Icon Church. See what God can do through you. Well, many times we equate better to what, what God is doing for me, what I'm receiving, and we can limit it to material things or what's happening. But I really believe today better could be what God is doing through you and in you and see what God can do through you. I like just liken it to Jesus. Jesus came as a baby, yet the people expected better. And I'm putting better in inverted commas there because we know it was the, the perfect way for Jesus to come. But they expected better. They, they expected this king to ride in on a horse, chariot, take down the Roman soldiers, you know, make the persecution stop, make all of this stop, will be king, will be sat on the throne here on earth. And yet there was a better for each and every one of us. You know, even when Jesus faced accusations and he just kept quiet and silent in those moments, you know, like people expected better of him. They expected better, but actually God had better things in store for each and every one of us. You see, we have to, I love this, we are confident. The writer of Hebrews writes, we are confident of better things. And I can say it without doubt, I am confident that God has got better things for you. But there are two ways that I really believe we hijacked the better that God has for us. There are two ways and they can be highlighted in these verses. And, you know, the right of Hebrews starts in, uh, at the end of Hebrews 5 and he's talking about falling away and, and coming away from God's purpose and what God has for them. And he talks about growing in maturity. He even says to these people, you should be teachers by now, but you're not. And it's kind of like a harsh moment. It's a harsh reality moment, but they've begun to hijack what God has got for them. Yet in verse nine, still saying, we are confident there are better things. You might have felt like you've hijacked God's better for you, but I want to say there are better things ahead for you. There are better things. So here's two ways we hijack God's better for us. The first thing is we go back. We go back. Just like the, he, the, you know, the, the people here who the writer of Hebrews is writing to, just like those people, we can go back. Now they were going to go back to a, a system of religion and rules and laws and, and, and back out of relationship with God into what might have seemed easier. Why was it easier? Because there were less painful moments. There was no persecution attached to it. It seemed easier. It seemed better because of what man was making it. You see, many times we can go back to previous. We can go back. We can think, you know, we go back to bad relationships. We go back to toxic friendships. We can go back to destructive habits because we have these memories, these half good memories, these memories of when it seemed easier. It seemed easier just to be in that friendship, that friendship that, that maybe, you know, was toxic, but you still got something out of it. And it was like, yeah, I'm still getting something out of it, but it wasn't good for you. It led you to destructive habits. Maybe that destructive habit, it seemed easier. It seemed more fun in those moments. It seemed better in those moments. And we can go back to those things because this journey, you know, is revealing some truth in our lives. Uh, I've grown up in church. And so that means I've been in church for 34 years. 
and uh, been around church and I've seen so many people get up and give testimonies of where God has changed their life. And, and so many times as a, kind of like as a teenager, they'd get someone up who maybe had, you know, big issues, like they had a big drink issue or a big drug issue. And um, they'd lived what they would have called the party lifestyle. And their, their, their testimony would go something like this. I, I was living the dream. There's the problem. They start with, I was living the dream. I was living the dream. I was out partying with all of my friends all the time. And we were on, you know, we were drinking and it was good fun. And, you know, I was around all of these girls. And, you know, as a teenage lad, you're thinking, oh my life, this this does see it sound like the dream. Like, you know, girls, all of my friends, like this, this does sound like the dream. You know, and all of this, we traveled the world. We'd go to clubs all over the world. And like, they're painting this picture of this amazing, amazing life. And then they go, and then I met God. And uh, yeah, my life was changed. I didn't drink anymore. And I quite, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, it should be the other way. It should be, hey, I was, I was searching and longing for something. And I was searching in drink and drugs and in wrong relationships. I was searching. I was searching. And uh, yeah, there were moments that were good good times. I've got good memories from them. But let me tell you, God has changed my life. Today, I've got more purpose than ever before. I've got something greater than ever before. But here's the thing. We, 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 we want to go back because we remember the good times. We remember, we remember the good times in maybe even in bad relationships, maybe even in toxic friendships, maybe even in destructive habits. We remember the good times, the easier times, the times when it seemed better. But I want to say to you, God has got better for you. And maybe, maybe today we've missed out on seeing the better that is right in front of our face. That, that what God has done right in front of our face, that actually we, we've missed the importance of seeing better in front of our face. The writer of Hebrews goes on after uh, the, these verses, he goes on in chapter six and he begins to talk about Abraham. And this is important because he talks about Abraham. Abraham is what, you know, to these people would have been the father of their faith. He was the guy. He was the guy they looked up to. He was the guy. He's the father of their faith. These are Jews. And, you know, like you say Abraham and they're like, oh, this is important. And it tells us that Abraham waited patiently for God's promise. But when I read the story of Abraham, yeah, he waited patiently. But he also had a moment where he thought he knew better. You see, God's promise to Abraham was, would be that he would have many descendants. He'd have many children, many descendants. And we know today that that happened. But it was going to happen in God's time with what God wanted to do. And yet Abraham, it says waited patiently, but he had a moment where he thought he knew better. And so his wife, Sarai, who becomes Sarah, uh, she isn't able to conceive a child. And so he, Abraham goes and sleeps with Sarai's uh, servant and they have a child together. But that wasn't God's plan. And that was because he thought he knew better. Here's why the writer of Hebrews goes back and he's highlighting Abraham is because he's saying, hey, you need to go back to God's grace. You need to go back and remember God's grace. 
go back and remember that actually God brought me out from the pit and he lifted me up. God, I was lost, but now I'm found. I have purpose. God did bring about grace. I didn't have to earn this grace. I didn't have to try and earn this grace. I don't have to go back to some religion and some rules and some laws, but I know that I've got God's grace in my life and I go back to his grace. And 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 we can even in moments, we can even in moments like you know, I don't know if you've ever done this, but you've like gone, I know better than God. Like I've done that, like Abraham, but then he still, it's still credited to him that he waited patiently. He had faith in God. And I want to say to me and you today that maybe you've had moments where you thought I've known better. You've taken control. You've gone back to your old grip on your golf swing. You've gone back to your old swing. You've gone back to old habits. But I want to say to you, hey, no, no, no. Trust on His grace. Rely on His grace because the promise will come about. The promise of God will come about for your life. You see, the promise for Abraham came about and, and these people were in receiving of that promise of Abraham. And so when the writer of Hebrews highlights that, he's saying, God is going to bring better things into your life. When will I get better? When I begin to trust God. When I go back to His grace. Not going back to that toxic relationship, that bad friendship, that destructive habit. No, when I go back to His grace and rely on His grace again and again and again and again for my life. The second thing that hijacks God's best for our life and hijacks the better that God has for our life is this. We compare. We compare. Many times we compare ourselves with people we shouldn't even be comparing ourselves with. I said right at the start that many times we think better and better is perspective, but better means, you know, material things and can mean, you know, like, uh, you know, all sorts of, you know, a bigger house and, uh, you know, a nicer car and it can come down to material things. And we can live in what we will call the land of earth. The land of Ur is this. We, we can pull out our phones and uh, we can just pull out our phones and get on social media. And all of a sudden we will scroll through social media. We will swipe through social media and we will find people who seem to have it better than us. The land of Ur. We, we seem to find people who are richer than us. People who are, you know, you go on Strava, people who are quicker than you or go further than you not naming any names but we can always find someone someone who who seems happier than us someone who's thinner cuter you know you might think your kids are the smartest you know ever smartest kid ever or they did something before anyone else like they were talking before any other kid but you go on social media and you'll find a kid who is smarter than your kid and that can lead us, that land of Ur can lead us to a place of saying, it would be so much better if, it would be so much better if I had more money. It would be so much better if I was rich. But I don't know, but I know, I know some rich people who are very grumpy that life isn't better for them. It would be so much better if, you know, I, I was smarter there are people who are smart who are not living good lives don't make wise decisions because you know it's just knowledge there are so many things and we can live in that land of Ur that land of it would be so much better if 
You see, better is perspective. Better is perspective. Verse 12 of Hebrews 6, you know, the writer goes on, you know, he talks about how God will not forget them and their work and their love that they have shown him. And uh, he talks about being diligent, diligent to the very end. And in, in order to make this hope in God sure, and then verse 12 says this, we do not want you to become lazy or go back to easy or go back to what you think's better because it's just easier. It's just easier for us. But to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what God has promised. You see, can you see? We can, we can compare ourselves to people on material things. And comparison will rob us of our joy, will rob us of our future, will rob us of the plan that God has for us. But imitation will lead us to into what God has got for us. And here's the key for me. It's imitating those who through faith and patience. It's imitating those who have kingdom values. It's imitating those who are following after God. It's not trying to imitate people who are rich or who have all these material things. No, no, no. What? You know, Jesus put it like this. What good is it if you gain the whole world and yet forfeit your soul? What good is it if you gain the whole world, if you have all of these material things, if you have everything the world has to offer and yet you forfeit your soul? No, no, no. Today it's about imitating those, going after those, following those who have faith and patience, who have these kingdom values. You see, because the importance here for me and for you is to realise that too many opinions. Here, this is this will come up as a quote. Okay, and you need to hit the like if you're on church online or you need to agree with this on YouTube because this is powerful. And if you can get this, so I'm going to say it twice. Too many opinions can crowd out the voice of God. I'll say it again for the people in the back who are listening in the kitchen, for the streams on their TV in their front room. Too many opinions can crowd out the voice of God. You see, this is why it says, in, uh, in Psalms, it says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish. Not those who are, you know, in this church online over here and then in this church online over here and they're getting all of these experiences. Not that that can be a bad thing in terms of hearing, but I've got to recognize where's my hope? Where am I getting fed from? Where am I receiving from? Where am I hearing God's word from? And there's got to be a, a perspective and an opening to go in. Do you know what? I'm going to open my heart to God's word. And never, you know, never is, you know, my getting fed based on the preacher. Never is it based on the, it's always based on my heart and opening my heart and receiving what God has got for me. And I've got to recognize where's my home because too many opinions can crowd out the voice of God. What about your friendships? What about your relationships? Who, are you, who do you allow to speak into your life? Who, who are you imitating? Are they good people? Are they people who are pointing you to Jesus? Are they people who are pointing you to faith and patience and to kingdom values? Are they those people or are they leading you down a destructive path because too many opinions can crowd out the voice of God? See, the Bible, Jesus again tells us to seek first his kingdom. Seek first his kingdom and the promise attached to it is this, and all of these things will be added unto you. All of these things. So seek God first. Seek him first. It's not about the material things. It's not about what I can get. No, it's about seeking God first. When will I be better? When I decide, hey, I'm not going back 
to my old lifestyle. I'm not going back to that previous life. No, I'm going to follow after God. And even in hardship, I know that God can elevate me. Even in moments, I know that God can move me forward. And today I recognize I'm doing better than I think I'm doing. I'm doing better today. I'm, I'm going forward. I'm better today than I was yesterday. I'm moving forward. I'm going to be better in the future because I'm following after Jesus. I'm not going back to that old former ways. No, I'm walking into all that Jesus has got for me. And I'm going to stop comparing. Stop comparing myself to, to people that I shouldn't be comparing myself to. I'm going to check who, who have I got around me? Who's around me? I'm going to seek first his kingdom. And I'm going to imitate those with faith and patience who are receiving what God has got for me. I'm going to seek first God's kingdom. I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to get around some people who are going to point me to Jesus. And I'm going to plant myself where I can truly flourish. When will I be better? Well, better is a perspective. Better is relative to your vision. And I want to finish with this. Get a vision for your life. Get a vision, get a purpose for your life. Whoever you are, wherever you find yourself, get a vision for your life and begin to believe God will lead you into that. Seek God for it. Seek first his kingdom and get a vision for your life. And I believe, I believe today that you can walk into all that God has got for you. Let me finish by reading just that part in Hebrews 6 and verse 9. It says, we are confident of better things in your case. Wherever you are, wherever you find yourself, there are better things ahead of you in Jesus. Let me pray for you. Then we're going to worship. And then I'm going to come back and I want to give you an incredible opportunity tonight. So let me pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Pray and I believe that it's spoken to each and every one of us. We believe and we trust today that you're doing more in the background than we can see in the foreground. And we believe today that we're doing better than we think we are. We follow you, Jesus, and we seek after you and we give our lives to you. And we say, God, move. And I pray right now over this moment of worship, I pray right now that as we open our hearts to you, we would know your presence and we'd know your Holy Spirit. And I pray that you would touch every single life watching this right now, that this would be a moment of your power at work. And so we open our hearts to you and we pray, Holy Spirit, come, move in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. I said just before that I'd love to give you an opportunity and that opportunity is for you today never made a decision to follow Jesus, then this is your moment. Or you made that decision maybe a while ago, a long time ago, but you would say, I've not been walking with Jesus. I've not been walking in relationship with Jesus. Then this moment's for you as well. Here's what's going to happen. On Church Online, there's a button that you can click that says, raise hand. You click that button and we know that you're making that decision. On YouTube, our hosts are going to just put in the chat now a link, a link that just says, uh, you know, it's just a link to a website where you can just say, I'm making that decision as well. And today, I want to encourage you to do that, to make that decision. The Bible tells us that if we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. And I really believe that even though we're not in the physical gathering where we might be able to physically confess to other people that we're, uh, we're putting our trust in Jesus, clicking that link, pressing that raise hand is your confession. Confession today, your action today of saying, this Jesus is Lord, I'm giving my life to Jesus today. So I want to give you that opportunity. And I wanna give you that opportunity because someone gave me that opportunity. 
And that opportunity has changed my life. It's completely transformed my life. Relationship with Jesus has transformed my life. That actually I, I now live a life of purpose. I now have purpose for my life. I, I now have, know I have a future that is secure in Jesus today. And I know his love and his grace. And that no matter what my life has looked like, no matter the mistakes that I've made, no matter what has gone on before, no matter what may even go on in the future, I know that his grace is available to me. And that's not just for me, that's for you right now. And so if that's you, you're responding and saying, hey, Nathan, include me in this prayer. Nathan, that's me. I'm making that decision. I'm giving my life to Jesus for the first time or again. I'm, I'm making a decision to follow him again. Why don't you click that link in YouTube? Click that raise hand in church online. And I want to pray for you. The Bible tells us that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. And so whatever life has looked like, you may even have asked the question, could God really love me? Well, I want to answer that emphatically with, yes, he does. And he loves you just as you are. And as you come to him, you can begin this journey of knowing him and knowing an incredible future for your life. So if that's you, click that button right now. Make that decision right now. Begin that journey with Jesus. I'm gonna pray and as I pray, if that's you, as I'm praying, it's still not too late. You can click that button and make that decision. Jesus, I thank you over every single life that is making that decision. And uh, as we're making that decision, whether to come to you and give our lives to you for the first time, or this is a moment of recommitment, recommitting our lives to you. We open our hearts to your grace. We thank you for your forgiveness. We thank you for your love for us. And we thank you today that we know we have a future that is secure in you, Jesus. We ask you to come into our lives and be the Lord of our lives. We ask you today to lead us and guide us into all that you have for us. And we declare today that Jesus, you are King and that you have more for each and every one of us. We believe today that even today you're doing more in the background than we might see in the foreground. And so we believe that today. We want to give you all honour, all glory and all praise. And all the church said, Amen. Amen. It's so great to have been together today. Maybe you've asked the question, will I be better? Well, today, let's not go back to the former things. Let's walk into the future that God has got for us. And let's stop comparing ourselves. Let's get around the right people who we can imitate and we can follow their example of faith and patience. Church, I'm believing that you'll have the best week and that God will bless everything that you are doing. I'm gonna hand back to our host now, but it's been so great to be together today. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Icon Church. If you'd like any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. Have the best week.